Hello and welcome to Divination Dhando Takko Rokro. This is Ritika and I have my co-host Abhishek here with me and it's almost a month and a half since... Yes. Uh, That's right. So month and a half and we are back to talk about a not so romantic topic called inflation. Ah yeah, inflation. I mean almost every day I pick up the newspaper and today inflation has uh, touched highest at 7.2%, today it has touched 7.3% and uh, some days back I read that Chitamram was actually expressing happiness that now that it has touched 7% that means the rates will be plateauing and it will not increase further so it it's good and it the only way is down but yes. then the next day i feel that it has uh, risen even more and you so, bet one of the funny definitions that i read on inflation was uh, i mean we all know inflation is basically jab mehngai badh jati hai so general rise in prices of commodities in the market but right. uh, the economist uh, one of our favorite publications they define okay. uh, inflation as when your buck loses its bang then you have a problem of inflation so Uh, in Diwali, did you ever purchase Sutli bomb or Lakshmi bomb? Ah, uh, yeah. So when that Sutli bomb goes push, that's inflation. I mean, imagine your one rupee note has that bomb. So what you could have bought for one rupee a year ago, now you have to sell a little more than a rupee. And what it means to the consumer? I was talking to my mom in the morning. She tells me that interest rates, inflation, yes, I don't understand. I used to buy. Oh, what are they? Kerry, what do you call them? I used to buy. Kya mango? <laughs> yes. Wrong. <laughs> raw mangoes at 30 rupees a kilo a year ago hmm. now i have to pay 40 for them and the income has not risen proportionately so that is when you have an inflation problem in the country yeah that's the main problem because people salaries have not uh, increased according to the increase in inflation <laughs> yes. i am always moaning regarding my <laughs> sad salary so <laughs> <laughs> but there is okay. a problem you know but you, this inflation bit if you, if we keep the salary part and the that part aside i mean our income is not increasing the economists are saying that india does not calculate inflation properly i mean it's just in, in india what they are doing is they are aggregating some 435 commodities like steel rubber and all of these right and each week they'll monitor the prices and this is called kya kehte hain usko wholesale price index which is not yes. an indicator of what yeah, the consumer they, actually goes and buys in the market yeah, which is food actually, which is actually measured by cpi the consumer uh-huh. uh, price index and if when you always compare the uh, wpi and the cpi the cpi is always higher mm-hmm. but what gets reported by the government in newspapers and everywhere is actually the wpi right. which doesn't take into factor your day to day commodity and and not only that a few of the commodities in that wpi index of steel and rubber few of them are not of much significance today matlab for example there's something called coarse grain okay which is related right, to livestock right. abhi that commodity is insignificant to human consumption right. but it still continues to be measured i mean considered as a measure of inflation because it is being there since ages uh-huh. and so nobody bothers to revise it you know when was the last time they revised it 1992 yeah exactly. so it's been what 15 but, years but if you see this inflation i mean it is mainly there in two uh, main areas mm-hmm. one is your of course your oil which like every day record new high right. and another is your mainly in your manufactured food items like your uh, 
edible oils and uh, rice bran and yes. so in fact if you see in the past 10 months the your uh, imported oils edible oils have uh, increased by 42% and that is why in the first step that the upa government took hmm. is of banning the export of edible oils for a year <laughs> and basmati rice also they said i mean if you have to export basmati rice we will be slapping some export duties that they are basically telling the domestic producers ki export mat karo because hmm. domestic demand is high and you are not able to meet them but the problem problem is these indian manufacturers they are selling and now i mean we know that uh, liberalization ho gaya hai and we are far more open to the world economy so the foreign price of rice is far higher and they are selling at that prices in india too i mean yeah the- right actually because this uh, phenomena is not only restricted to india it's been there it's been going on world over if you see in singapore then mm-hmm. the price inflation is uh, at the 25 year high and if you see in china it is at the 11 year high and mostly now every day we read reports regarding how there are riots in places uh, food riots the world bank is really worried as to how they can fix the problem exactly in fact in philippines there are some 68 million people who live less than 2 dollars a day and they have they have been urging the restaurants to uh, half their portions of rice and mm. in philippines holding of rice is punishable by you know what life imprisonment so oh. it's yeah it's i mean they're saying that if it's as grave a crime as smuggling cocaine into your country in egypt mm. the army is baking bread mm. so it's, it's it's that bad in sri lanka again like you said in china it's increased in sri lanka it's gone up by 15% in pakistan it's more than 8% so basically all all of the the subcontinent which produces most of these raw materials mm. or these food items they are facing a problem because yeah. i think of the biofuels problem where farmers are moving away from rice and maize to get right. into corn and um, and governments like the us government or many of the european governments they are uh, giving incentives to the farmers to grow these biofuels and so they are uh, shifting from their normal uh, food growth which has resulted in a decrease in food supply and yet George Bush has a cheek to say that the increase in uh, inflation should be largely contributed to uh, countries like India where the middle class population has become much more prosperous in the past years and its food intake has increased wow. I mean how, how well, can we Mr. even Bush we've got something for you because you know uh, let's assume that he's right okay let's assume mm-hmm. that he's right but the statistics are so showing that uh, the India recorded the highest food grain production this year of 227.3 million tons which was more than that of last year. Yeah. Wheat and rice has increased by around 10% and rice again by uh, 5%. I mean I've got the stats I'll not ramble on the stats but basically the problem is not from the demand side. It's just that India China we are consuming more rice than we did. And another thing is that an Indian consumer and mm-hmm. an American consumer the basic difference is that most of the Asian diet uh, forget the Southeast Asian countries most of the asian diet is rice and wheat right. and there is no good substitute to that unlike that of an american consumer where if they don't find pork they'll go for say mutton or they'll go for chicken mm. so in right. india rice is the buck stops at rice basically yeah and the kind of wastage one person in us does i think five people in india can feed on that <laughs> and if you if you see you know we always say like peda hote hi an indian is taught how to adjust because mm-hmm. you you have some i mean nowadays you don't but usually you have three four brother sisters so you have to adjust whatever you get you have to share with them mm-hmm. you go on roads you don't have proper space to drive so there you have to adjust 
you have to travel in trains and buses and obviously there is no space so mm-hmm. there you have to adjust mm-hmm. so it's right from childhood onwards you are taught to adjust and to save and that's one of the reason why the saving rates in india and china are among the highest in the world right adjust mari like this <laughs> yeah yes fourth seat in the train and yes it's all about adjusting in india inflation has taken a great toll on the government uh, our upa upa ministers are going mad as to how do we control this inflation yes. especially in the election year it's like the opposition everyone is gunning for upa's blood and when chidambaram goes on air and he says i urge all the steel manufacturers not to increase their prices and if he uses the same line four on four occasions in 5 minutes then you know they really have a problem he is literally trying to maneuver the corporate sector by telling them what to do which the government should not be doing in the first place forget about chitambaram i mean the statement of manmohan singh uh-huh. who is like a world renowned economist and he comes on air and says that i request the companies to not increase their uh, salaries this year and not to give a very good annual increment to their employees because they'll have more money and they'll spend more money and so it will give rise to inflation i mean what nonsense inflation is increasing we need money so that we can take care of the inflation yeah but one of the problems that they are in has been caused by chidambaram himself i believe when he cut the tax slabs in a way that he put more money hmm. in our pockets see yeah. so then and i told you back then while we were doing our podcast on inflation ah. that this, we could have an inflation problem so there you go <laughs> ah yeah right yes. blame it on him yeah and i i recently uh, saw a survey of some news channel where they were asking people on the road that who do you think is responsible for the inflation uh-huh. i mean you know we talk all this i i will call it crap we call all this we talk all this crap about why inflation is increasing us ne ye kiya wo uh-huh. oh, china ne ye kiya normal person on the road sab government ka galti hai government is not doing anything to control the price whom do you think is responsible manmohan singh is responsible why yes. government is not doing anything yes. whole and soul i mean nobody is really interested a common man who doesn't understand economics or whatever he is not interested in knowing i mean if we would not have uh, been students of uh, economic economic i don't think we would have bothered about why it is increasing or what is True. the reason but government hai government kuch nahi kar rahi hai and, and know, then all economists they pounce on the government saying that oil has reached 112 dollar per barrel right. and you are not increasing the price all the oil companies are bleeding Mm-hmm. but then if they increase that who who is going to cry i mean economists don't they get good nice packet salaries so they don't especially in the time of recession their salaries increase because everybody wants them to analyze yes consultants you're right i mean, okay, i'm getting very emotional go ahead <laughs> no but you're right on the part of the common man i mean ladies are not very happy because mm. you see them bargaining with the vegetable vendors and uh, i saw the other day i had gone down to get something for my mom and ek uh, one of the guys did not budge the, the vegetable vendor vendor did not budge he said 16 rupees ka hi milega aapko ek dozen kela mm-hmm. and uh, so she got into an argument the lady and that guy is asked telling her aap padhti nahi hai paper inflation kitna badh gaya hai ha i know in fact you know i read a article where they were giving people tips to cope with inflation so uh, they had given a list of uh, vegetables and fruits like cabbage papaya apples which have actually become cheaper than last year 
So they had said that you eat all these things which have become cheaper, and you don't eat all these things which have become costly. Great <laughs> things to do in during inflation. Ah, actually, in fact, these uh, big big companies, FMCG companies, mm-hmm. how they are coping up with inflation is that they have kept their prices constant, okay. and they have reduced their weight. So if today I uh, buy a packet of biscuits for rupees ten. and it's uh, written um, 500 grams mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow i mean i'll get the same at rupees 10 but it will be 400 grams and we will not actually go into the fine print and see exactly. that they have redu- reduced two biscuits but they have actually done that and it's not illegal because they have mentioned it on the wrapper it's it's already written that right. it's only 400 grams but it's not really ethical because none of the promotions none of the ads specify the change no i think it's uh, it, it's a good tactic tactic to deal with you know one of the assumptions of the economic law of demand is that when a consumer goes into a supermarket to buy uh, he is ignorant about the slight price differentials hmm. so he at the end of the month he ends up buying as much as he did a month ago so he'll not go into the fine print whether 1 rupee se bada hai or 100 gram se kam hua hai i mean what if so tomorrow a say a colgate increases the circumference of the nozzle of the toothpaste will you say it's unethical i'll say that's a brilliant strategy then to get to get more sales uh, uh, marginally no, it's, it's it's unethical because if even if you add 10 grams in a 1 kg packet you hmm. advertise it in such a big way but now when you actually reduce you don't even make a murmur And I suspect that, you are an idealist at heart. <laughs> yeah, I can I'm draw that thread. Yes, <laughs> I am a socialist. <laughs> And to react to all of this, uh, as a sign-off to this inflation topic, what the government has done is they have asked the Reserve Bank of India to increase the cash reserve ratio. Well, so for every hundred rupees that is there for the RBI to lend to the commercial banks, they will compulsorily have to place a percentage of that in cash with them for life. Is that user-friendly enough? No, cash reserve ratio is basically like if as a consumer I am keeping hundred rupees with a bank. Hmm. Now there should be some guarantee that I am going to get that money back. Now if that bank takes all my hundred rupees and gives it to a lender, and tomorrow that lender doesn't return it back, then it is my loss. Right. So what RBI says is that for every hundred rupees that I deposit in the bank and the bank lends it to a borrower. It, he should keep twenty rupees with R R B I right. to protect the depositor's interest. Uh-huh. So this cash reserve ratio helps the R B I to monitor inflation or to keep in check the uh, liquidity in the market. Yeah, because out of hundred rupees deposited, if the bank has to keep twenty rupees with R B I, it has only eighty rupees left with itself to lend. Right. so that will decrease the supply of money in the market bringing down inflation yes along with the bad news of inflation there is uh, further bad news in our podcast i think for the past few episodes we have been recording only bad news and bad news because we are there, reflecting there are... the case of the world economy my dear friend <laughs> yeah there's crisis all over yes. and one crisis that uh, currently us is facing is after subprime crisis now there is a big crisis in the financial market of us and the recent victim is bear stearns i mean it was all over the paper i think in the past two months that how bear stearns which is uh, the fifth largest investment bank in us and uh, it a year ago it valued for like 20 billion dollars mm-hmm. in march uh, it 
it was worth 3.6 billion dollars i mean you can Oops. imagine the erosion of wealth right. so while its stock was at a high of 171 dollar per share uh-huh. it was reduced to $2 per share um, but they have to blame themselves i mean it's, it's case of a, it's like you know a child who was not disciplined well by his parents as a kid yeah and that's why they uh, what they did was they chose to bank on some really bad loans and all of that we all know about it and and yeah, overnight they actually went the whole uh, whole uh, this thing was that bestern had they had invested 48 billion dollars in mortgage backed securities these securities are basically backed by mortgages like car mortgage home mortgage etc so when the subprime crisis took place and the value of these securities fell because the assets that these securities were backing like uh, home real estate prices fell so because these securities uh, prices they fell to such a lower limit these investment uh, companies like best and city group merrill lynch they had to uh, put in more capital to you know uh, make up the loss that, uh, yeah to make up that loss but those companies like city group and merrill lynch are big enough to even though they were heavily exposed they are big enough to have that much capital to plug the gap uh, best turns did not yes. and it was nobody was even ready to invest any money in the market Exactly. Because there was no cash in hand, they had to shut down their operations, and that's why there was a free fall of its um, share price. And we must have read in the papers about how Bear Stearns was highly leveraged. Everywhere this word keep kept coming up: leverage, leverage, highly leveraged. So basically, in very layman's terms, it means Bear Stearns gambled with borrowed money. So mm-hmm. what happened is it didn't, like you said, they didn't have their own money; they kept borrowing. from the market yeah. and finally overnight when it went bust it had to throw open its arms to jp morgan which mm. with the help of the federal reserve yeah. was rescued by stearns by lending a good 30 billion dollars to them the, the, i mean the biggest losers are the employees because bear stearns heavily gave employee stock options and a share which was at 170 dollars even if you get 10 dollars mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to help you in any way Yes. Plus, obviously, after merger and everything, they'll be losing their jobs, etc. Yes, the guy at the helm, Bestons, when all of it was rosy, he he took home forty million dollars. Now he's been sacked, mm-hmm. all right. And uh, during these times, you know, like you said, these investment banks like Merrill Lynch and Citigroup, they were big enough to absorb the losses. There's a case of Goldman Sachs, which very promptly, way back, I mean, six months ago, when the situation was not as bad, they quickly booked their losses. I mean, in mm. other words, like in poker, when you know when you're going to lose, so you mm. quickly show the cards and you say, "Chal, I'll not bet more. I know the market is bad. I will not right. bet more." So Goldman Sachs today has got only 400 million dollars as bad loans on their balance sheet, mm-hmm. as compared to Citigroup, which is uh, which is the biggest loser in uh, in the subprime mess. And uh, these are the companies like Merrill Lynch, where all the CEOs have been sacked, and we've spoken about them in the past. And right. interesting thing is the. the guys at the top are intelligent people i mean there are mm. a couple of nobel laureates there was one you know if you remember there was something called long asset capital management bestern's ka right. kuch ye tha one of the which which went bust a few years ago so the guys at the top were nobel laureates and they had their mathematical models but they again they gambled with uh, too much money and they lost out so 
it's like yeah, human nature is to be greedy so <laughs> when the going is good then you get more and you want more and more and yes. until it goes bust exactly because the main function of an investment bank is not to do all of this it's about mergers and acquisitions jab hota hai do companies ka they'll advise they'll mm. do some underwriting if one company defaults they'll swoop in and say okay we'll pay for them and all of that but the problem is the margins started shrinking in these businesses and uh, mm-hmm. they said okay let's go in this and we know what happened now right in fact uh, not uh, the us public i mean in general is not very happy with federal reserve coming and rescuing these banks because uh, they say that it's public money after all and if the financial uh, regulators could not regulate these uh, financial companies properly and if they have taken such big risks and invested money then they should uh, take the brunt of it why should we take the brunt of it yes but you know that's half the story i think us consumer is also equally to blame because they lived more i mean of their credit cards and they borrowed more exactly. than the true and all of that has yes. the cheek to come and say that the inflation is because <laughs> of india well you are an emotional person aren't you <laughs> no but really you're right uh, you and it's it's a known fact i mean they are not drinking enough coffee in starbucks now because 4 dollars for a cup of coffee is too much for them to shell out so suddenly now they have stepped back on their spending india and america are going in opposite directions in the sense that india is spending more the american consumer is saving as much as they can and a prospering economy is a nation of shoppers and a, an economy in a recession is a nation of savers and that's what yeah. happened with japan for a long time and it's you know there is this phrase called canary in a coal mine have you heard of this no. i read this on five occasions on in different newspapers uh, it's like when when the fed intervenes or when the government intervenes like in the case of india to curb inflation they say that it's a situation of canary in a coal mine canary was a bird back in the 20th century where the coal miners in england and us they would bring these birds as early warning signals for toxic gases so thoda methane methane aa gaya zyada in the coal mine they would start getting sick and the coal miners would know it's time to rush out so it's like when the government intervenes or when the fed intervenes at at that level then the consumer starts knowing even the common man that you spoke about on the street starts understanding that boy there's something wrong so when that canary starts to die the miners know it's time to get out of the mine because canaries have got a very strong sense of smell mm. so it's the situation has come to a level where all the world economies top guns are thinking hard to get their problems away and all of them are facing unique unique problems and on that uh, kennelly note uh, we lend this podcast which uh, was full of sad news and we hope that next time we'll have some good news yep and i assure you all you guys we will have some good news next time that's about okay. it go log on to doindicast.com please leave your comments it's been a while since we've done this so it will be nice to know what you felt about the whole thing bye 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 Tak 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 t